The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you like to make your NFL games a little bit more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. My name's Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know that by now. Five teams, seven years. Long time ago now at this point. And I don't know how many of you actually know how long this show's been around. I just looked this up. Ten years. We've been doing this show since 2014 and it's i don't know one of the top three nfl betting podcasts which is very very cool it's especially relevant that i bring that up today by the way because today i'm going to be joined by ben fox this is i think i might have told you guys a couple weeks ago this is the week that fezzik is off he'll be back again next week but we've been around for 10 years which means we've been around way way before it got legalized in the United States. And so what's interesting about it is the only criticism I ever see, the only criticism we ever really get, to be honest with you, is you know how we account for it. Which, by the way, just as an aside, most of the other shows that I see or listen to, they don't ever go back and talk about their picks the week before. All they do is make picks for the next week. They don't even go back and tell you how they did the week before. They just move on. We go over every win, every loss. It's all documented. You can check it out, patreon.com slash rtmedia. Our philosophy has been, as we're getting new states, as we're getting new people, we want to make it as simple and as easy as possible before you get into the minus 110, minus 120, grade me at plus one, all of that stuff. With the thought process being that those of you that are more experienced, you know that. You, you understand that. You get that. Like, we bring it up. Like, you know the deal with the VIG. You know the pricing for it. But as new states open up, we're trying to simplify it, at least initially, for everybody that we get. Which, by the way, is why it's a great day to bring on Ben Fox with a little update on more or less the state of sports betting, which I find very, very interesting 
Going to ask Ben about some of the pros of legalized sports betting, the future of gambling ads, a lot of that stuff. By the way, speaking of ads, whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game-time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, other toppings, and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. I think you also know how I roll and rolled way too often this past weekend. In fact, if you follow me on social media like you should, at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, you saw that I went skiing and I was literally measuring how much snow we got with Labatt Blue Light cans. Drink some Labatt Blue Light with your friends, family, whoever. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Ben Fox. So I mentioned earlier that uh, Steve Fezzik unavailable, getting the week off. So I'm bringing in from the bullpen my guy Ben Fox. We're actually recording this interview for those of you watching us on the DraftKings Network or on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, recording it at the Super Bowl. It's really nice to like see people in person and be able to have an in-person interview and conversation there's no doubt in my mind it goes better that way oh yeah it takes like 20 minutes to get here right it's like the combine <laughs> you keep walking down the hallway you run into one person you run to another person but it's great great setup you guys got here as well and love being at radio row it's just kind of a, a different energy and certainly in vegas gonna be a great super bowl absolutely talking of course with ben fox who uh done a terrific job over the years whether it's been a vsin or espn correct as yeah. well you can check him out on social media at bfox22. What I wanted to do, you know, we spend so much time, Ben, talking about betting and, you know, I like this bet, I like that bet. I like to kind of take a 30,000-foot view sometimes and try to get some idea of where the industry is right now. So, obviously, we're recording this at the Super Bowl, so uh, by the time we post this, there might be things that changed a little bit. But give me the 30,000-foot view, if you will, of where the industry is now in general. So uh, how much time you got? <laughs> so, uh, look, I think it's a really interesting time, right? We've seen the NFL kind of reverse course from where it was, certainly with in regards to sports betting, going all the way back, you know, many, many years, but really specifically in 2012, which is when we saw that New Jersey case trying to legalize sports betting, the NFL and the other professional sporting leagues suing to not have that happen, right? And the NFL just kind of had the stance, we want to protect the integrity of the game, we don't want sports betting there, and kind of having, I like to say the Heisman, right? Giving a stiff arm to sports betting a bit. And they were so silly now. It does. It, like the it amount does. of money that the league spent to try to prevent what's going on now, it, it seems really silly that, they, that that was that high of a priority, especially... When they were aware that there were already so many people that were already betting, it just wasn't legal. Yeah, and look, I think it's similar to what we saw with the rise of fantasy football, right? Where it's kind of like, oh, this is just a, a bunch of you know nerds in their garage playing this game. And then it's like, oh, wait a second, this is a big driver for why people are watching football as well as their fantasy teams and all that. So 
you know, in 2012. That happened in 2015. The NFL, if you remember, canceled a fantasy football event in Las Vegas yeah. just because it was in Vegas. And ironically, I've been saying this week, you know, who hosted that? Tony Roma. Tony Roma. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. call him the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week. So everything kind of changed in 2020. All of a sudden now, you know, PASPA repealed. We start getting sports betting legalized now in 38 states. It was just in Nevada pre-2018. Have an NFL team here. All of a sudden, the draft is here a couple years later. And now we have a Super Bowl here. So really wild kind of how quickly it's come, right? It was May 2018 that we had one state. And now here we are in January, February 2024. We have 38 plus Puerto Rico plus Washington, D.C. So it's really expanded incredibly uh, in 2017, there was just under $5 billion wagered in Nevada, legally on sports. This year alone, in 2023, we're going to have over $100 billion. So wow. that's a 20-fold increase. Now, obviously, 38 states versus one, and Nevada's the inclusive both there. But just that massive increase. Uh, and we've seen certainly the rise of mobile betting as well, which is, I think, a big uh benefit and the potential harm as well kind of in the industry but we've seen certainly the rise of that and a lot of states 90 percent of the amount wagered on mobile wow so tell me what do you mean by the potential harm so just that it's so easy right, right? it's just that you know people are seeing ads they're seeing everything it's betting it's fun it's all this and you know, I know about you, but I wasn't making necessarily decisions at 21. I might make a little later yeah. in my life, especially financially. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's it's very easy to see, hey, somebody just won this parlay. They bet $5. They won 200000 That can be me. Um, and I think just continuing to have that education as well about sports betting is a lot of fun, but also you need to put in your research. You need to make educated wagers. I, I always say, why are you making this wager, right? Did you see someone on TikTok who said, hey, put these five legs together, toss it together, throw it in a parlay? Or is there kind of some reasoning behind that? Are you improving at all as a sports better, right? Are you tracking what you do, all those things? So I think with mobile, it makes it a great ease of access. I think probably people out in Vegas are seeing a little less ease of access, right? They come in, they're like, oh man, I have to... I have to go to the sports book to actually register, and this takes forever. This isn't, whereas in New Jersey or somewhere else, it takes 10 minutes, right, to sign up. So a little of a different world. I think it's great that it's accessible, um, and I think it's been really key to the rise of sports betting, especially in New Jersey and some of those other early states. I don't know if we expected 90% of the betting to be via the phone, right? I, I would have said maybe 70 75%, but 90 and in some states, more is wild. Yeah, I guess I feel like I would have said uh, a, a high number on the phone. Everybody yeah. puts everything on their phone. True. I mean, the That's phone true. is the phone is everything. So here's a question: What what are these other twelve states waiting for? I, I just feel like they are missing out on so much revenue right now. It's ridiculous. So there's a little thing called politics that uh, that gets in the way, and then and then certain states just the way that they're able to do it. Listen, I've learned a lot more about state legislatures than I ever thought I would in the past five years and how things get legalized and all that. And it just kind of depends on the state, how they do it. Some has to go through the, the people voting. Some actually just goes through legislature. It's just different. Can they tack it on to another bill? Do they have to be separate? Is an election year? All these things come together. I think we've seen now it's a little easier and people understand also mobile. Right. I think earlier people were just like, let's pass sports betting. We'll get all of this you know, revenue. It's like, no, you need the mobile aspect, too. 
It can't just be, oh, it's legal in four casinos, right, across right. this big state. So slowly, I think the bills have gotten uh, stronger and a better representation to help with tax revenue and all that. It just takes time, right? Like California, it's we're here in 2024. It's not going to be this year. It's probably not going to be 2026. It's looking like hopefully 2028. But but honestly, they're, they're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, look, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of people who want to get a share of this. And there's people who have certain entrenched positions who want to make sure that they get paid because of those entrenched positions. And in different states, it's it's just different, I guess is the easiest way to put it, right? Some, there isn't a big tribal influence. Some, like California, there is. And so same thing with Florida. We saw that go back and forth for a long time. It just takes some time. But like you said, it's eventually going to happen. Will it be all 50 states? Probably not. There'll probably be a Utah or a, a holdout. That was always the one when we were doing the map. It was always Utah for whatever reason. That was the one. Never had sports betting. But it'll get there. And I think, like I said, the bills that have been introduced are slowly but surely kind of more mature and people are recognizing how to generate that tax revenue, what they need to have a successful bill. How much tax revenue are we talking here for these states? So, I mean, it depends anywhere on the states. It's hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So New York, for example, they have a 50% tax so on revenue, which is the, the sports books don't like that as much because obviously you're taking a big yeah. chunk away. Um, but, you know, New York is generating $1 billion, $2 billion in handle every single month. Right, I think this past year they might have had, but handle's billion. not the same as revenue, right? Correct. Right. So out of a, out of a, a billion dollar handle, that means a billion dollar people have bet a billion dollars on sports. What percentage? What's the hand? What's the take home usually on a billion handle? What's the revenue on a billion in handle? So like for New York, fifty percent. So that'd be five hundred million, and then it's distributed. As but no, well. but handle's not revenue, right? Right. So New York isn't getting 50% of handle, they're getting 50% of the revenue, right? I I think it's off of uh, of handle. Oh, wow. But I will wow, I, that's can double, wild. I can double check. Yeah, no, that's misinformation. No, that's wild. That sounds like uh, a lot to me. What about the, the leagues, Ben? What have you seen from the leagues? Because it feels like they're really benefiting greatly from it. And by the way, I'll just make the point, you made a good point about people have these entrenched positions and they want to profit from it. It's just absurd, absurd, the amount of money that they're giving up for their states and for their residents. They could lower taxes if they wanted to yeah. with some of this. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, look, I think anytime you have uh, lower taxes, that generally the, the residents of the state like that, right? So I think uh, the leagues basically were able, and, and you know, credit Adam Silver and others. He had the op-ed in 2014 basically saying, we should take sports betting and should be legalized. He was potentially saying a federal solution rather than a state-to-state -state yeah. solution. Um, but just seeing basically that, look, like another activity like alcohol, marijuana, other things that are you know, legal or being legalized on a state-by-state -state basis, it's something that should be regulated and should be taxed. And you can choose to participate or you can choose not to participate, but the people are already participating, right? I think that's something we saw. Um, back at ESPN and other places is there was always the traffic on articles, right? There was always, there weren't just people who were in Nevada gambling clearly, or these articles wouldn't have been doing that well. So there was clearly that giant uh, mass of people you couldn't actually measure because it wasn't legal, but it was certainly there. And I think the leagues basically saw 
listen, we have this stance. We kind of have to keep this stance. The NBA, obviously, the Tim Donahue scandal. NFL has had some other gambling scandals as well in the past. But in 2018, once it's legalized, it's kind of like, okay, well, now it's here. Even though they were fighting against it, it is it is now it here. Is it is legal. It is what it is. And money talks, right? There's a lot of money. Obviously, the NFL partnered with multiple sports books, including DraftKings, for official partnerships. We've seen all the ads in stadiums. Like, it's just another marketing device, right? It's the same as if it was, you know, Under Armour or Gatorade or something. It's another brand, in essence, that you can get money from for marketing. And you know that in those key demographics, a lot of people are betting. So it's also a very valuable one. The one thing I think is kind of a misnomer, well, a, a couple of things. First of all, do you think we'll end up seeing more um, more commercials moving forward? They They try to limit the number of commercials right now, I've noticed, you know, especially in-game. Do you think that'll change? I do think we'll see less. Um, I think we'll see less. Yeah, so if you look, like, the, if you look overseas, the England and, you know, Ireland, these other countries, they're almost like a, uh, you know, like a star. You can only see the light, you know, yeah. a certain distance away. They're in the future, right, from where we are. They've already had sports betting and gambling for a long time. And you've seen kind of the waves of legalization and then too much advertising then cracking down on advertising. The U.S. is going to get there at, at some point. It just is the same thing as people have, uh, have seen. If you saw the 60 Minutes this past week, they were talking about a lawyer going after big tobacco, right, and smoking and too much advertisements and harm caused and all of that. I think we'll see similar things in sports betting because the people who don't care as much about sports betting don't want to see all these advertisements. Right. Right. And so I think it's that same reason it'll be that second screen experience. Right. We don't have a handicapping expert with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Right. In the booth saying, here's the halftime, you know, bet that I would make. Right. Could come down the line at some point. But I think right now it's kind of here's the game. We know a lot of people are playing fantasy. We know a lot of people are gambling on the game. Let's keep that over here. Give people an opportunity and kind of an avenue for what they want. But don't beat them over the head and inundate them with advertisements and all that there. So I think we'll continue to see a little less. I think there'll be some activity on a state level in terms of managing that um, and managing advertising. But we'll see kind of how, how quickly it goes, because obviously sportsbooks are going to want, want their advertising. I think the NFL uh, this year, I believe they're only having two or three. I've seen reports of both uh, commercials during the Super Bowl. So cut down some from kind of what we saw, especially during the regular season. What are the uh, what are the biggest negatives of sports betting? Because I've I've gotten emails about that before. I know there are concerns about it. What 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 it leads to problem gambling and and there what are the negative outcomes of sports betting? Yeah, I mean I think problem gambling is similar to any, and I wouldn't necessarily call sports betting a vice, right? But it's it's an activity that can be good and, and can be bad. I think it's just understanding the risks and doing it in moderation, right? It's the same thing like alcohol, marijuana, something else. You have too much of it, it's probably not going to be good for you. Yeah. And I think sports betting, that applies, but especially with the education and with, I'd say, like financial literacy for everyone, right? Everyone is different. Some people have trust funds or a ton of money from their job and if they want to bet a thousand dollars on a five-team nba parlay every night they can do that right this i shouldn't be able to tell them not to do that but at some point they should probably realize hey i'm 
probably losing a lot of money. I might not yeah. be having that much fun doing this. That could be an issue. So I think kind of just setting up those guardrails and, like I said, education with that. The the better part about legalization, and that's what sports books and others kind of in the in the industry, myself as well, have been uh, saying and educating, right, is that you can't bet on credit. And that's kind of the biggest thing with the benefit of legalization is that without that, with a bookie, let's say your local bookie, yeah. I can bet five hundred dollars. I can't yeah, bet more than you have. Exactly. So you have you to have put to deposit it in the first. Yep. Now whether you're getting that for your from your parents in college and they think that's going towards food and it's going towards gambling, like there are obviously other ways around that as well. But it's a lot more structured than just hey, now I'm down five hundred. I double down. Now I'm down a thousand. I have two hundred dollars in my bank account. What am I going to do? That's a lot of the issues, kind of pre-legalization and with offshore. So. I think like anything, it's something that you need that education. Problem gambling is always going to be an issue. Uh, and I think, again, we'll also start to see a step up in terms of that advertising and messaging and people who were avid gamblers who now have stopped and kind of have come out in advocacy as well of just be careful with betting, don't bet too much, know what you're doing, all those things. Got it. What, um, you might not know this, but what percentage of people lose uh, it's definitely more than 50%, but yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, is there any way to know about how many? I would say that sports books have a very good idea of who is winning. Well, actually, losing. Considering, considering there's only a handful of real professional sports bettors out there, you would think over time, mm-hmm. it's got to be well over 90% lose, well o- over time. Over time, definitely over 90%. Yeah, and again, I think with anything with sports betting, right, it's like how much, how much time yeah. are you talking about, right? Because over a long how much time, time and, how, and how much money are you talking yep. about? Yep. Because, by the way, I have plenty of buddies that bet on NFL games. They don't bet that much money, and, and they're okay with losing it. Totally. It, it, it's just to enhance the entertainment product for them. And I think that's a great point, and I think one that we need to make more often as well is why are you betting on sports, Right. You go to a movie, I pay $15. I right. know what I'm getting, right? I'm getting a couple hours. Hopefully it's a good movie, unless it's a, maybe a rom-com I was dragged to uh, by my wife or something. It it's, should be an entertaining experience, right? You know what you're putting in. You know what you're getting out. With sports betting, obviously you could win. That's great if you win money as well. You don't necessarily always lose, but it's a, it's kind of a different dynamic. And I think for some people, like you said, it's just education, I have Sunday ticket. I'm watching all the games. I want to toss five, ten bucks on all these right. things. That's great. That's very different from the person who's like, this is like the stock market. I want to make money over time. I'm investing in right. NFL futures and parlays and all this, and I have my different categories. So I think it just depends what people are in the game for, right? And if you're in it for entertainment, totally. Go crazy, have fun, be within your limits. But that's the different kind of conversation versus someone who's like, this is my main source of income or one of my main sources of income, hopefully. And then uh, last question, how much of this do you think was going offshore before this? Like how many people do you think were already betting offshore and now it just, they're doing it legally in the United States versus how many people are new betters? Any idea? It's a great question. I think in terms of, so I'll answer the first part in terms of money. We always had these, um, you know, handle estimates of how much is bet offshore, right? And it was, it was two hundred billion a year. It was four hundred billion a year. It was five, like 
they're just throwing a, a number out, right? They don't really know. Yeah. But obviously, we've seen this year now with 38 states over 100 billion. You're starting to get a better and better data point, right, of what that number actually is of legal, you know, uh, legal wagered and how much it is per year. I think there's a good amount of new betters. I would say it's probably, you know, let's say 20% more. I don't think it's necessarily like 50% more. Um, now, again, there's always people turning 21, and so there yeah, are going yeah, yeah. to be new bettors anyway. But I think there are a lot of people who are already betting have just turned to the legal books. And by the way, are using legal books and offshore books, using them both, right? It's not like necessarily people have just completely switched over to one and they're leaving the offshore, or the gray market, or the local bookie because there's a comfort with that. They know, you know, the person, et cetera. But I think there has been, you know, that transformation. I think certainly with younger, a younger demographic, seeing the ads kind of coming up as well, playing fantasy football, playing daily fantasy. I think there has been a conversion there. It's a great question, though. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to know that number, whether it was <laughs> 20%, 50%. I Close to that high, just because I, I think we saw how many people were already gambling, you know, t- pre twenty eighteen. Um, but look, I think it's only going to continue to grow, and hopefully the uh, industry continues to move in a a good direction. Look, I never thought we'd have a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and here we are. So who knows what can happen? Pretty unbelievable. Check him out on social media. His name is Ben Fox, one of the best betting information guys in the business. If you're listening or watching the Even Money podcast. You need to follow at BFOX, F-A-W-K-E-S 22 on social media. Ben, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, man. I like very much getting the, the latest update on, and hearing about things in England and Ireland and what to expect in the United States moving forward to hear just how fast everything is growing. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. We will be back with Steve Fezzik next week at Fezzik Sports is his social media handle and he will have a best bet every week for you. And we're going to dive in your email questions. So send them to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for tuning in to Even Money. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.